This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How do we become our true selves in Christ? You might be surprised by the answer. Stay tuned to learn more about The Way Up is Down, a book by Marlena Graves and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Leviticus chapter 12 and Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus chapter 12, Purification of a Woman After Childbirth. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, when a woman produces offspring and bears a male child, she will be unclean seven days, as she is unclean during the days of her menstruation. On the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin must be circumcised. Then she will remain thirty-three days in blood purity. She must not touch anything holy, and she must not enter the sanctuary until the days of her purification are fulfilled. If she bears a female child, she will be impure fourteen days as during her menstrual flow, and she will remain sixty-six days in blood purity. When the days of her purification are completed for a son or for a daughter, she must bring a one-year-old lamb for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or turtle dove for a sin offering to the entrance of the meeting tent to the priest. The priest is to present it before the Lord and make atonement on her behalf, and she will be clean from her flow of blood. This is the law of the one who bears a child, for the male or the female child. If she cannot afford a sheep, then she must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, one for a burnt offering and one for a sin offering, and the priest is to make atonement on her behalf, and she will be clean. Leviticus chapter 23 Regulations for Israel's Appointed Times The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, These are the Lord's appointed times which you must proclaim as holy assemblies, my appointed times. The Weekly Sabbath Six days' work may be done, but on the seventh day there must be a Sabbath of complete rest. A holy assembly. You must not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all the places where you live. The Passover and Feast of Unleavened Bread. These are the Lord's appointed times. Holy assemblies which you must proclaim at their appointed time. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, at twilight, is a Passover offering to the Lord. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month will be the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. On the first day, there will be a holy assembly for you. 
you must not do any regular work. You must present a gift to the Lord for seven days, and the seventh day is a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work. The Presentation of First Fruits The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When you enter the land that I am about to give to you, and you gather in its harvest, then you must bring the sheaf of the first portion of your harvest to the priest, and he must wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for your benefit. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest is to wave it. On the day you wave the sheaf, you must also offer a flawless yearling lamb for a burnt offering to the Lord, along with its grain offering, two-tenths of an ephah of choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil as a gift to the Lord, a soothing aroma, and its drink offering one-fourth of a hin of wine. You must not eat bread, roasted grain, or fresh grain until this very day, until you bring the offering to your God. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all the places where you live. The Feast of Weeks You must count for yourself seven weeks from the day after the Sabbath, from the day you bring the wave offering sheaf. They must be complete weeks. You must count 50 days until the day after the seventh Sabbath, and then you must present a new grain offering to the Lord. From the places where you live, you must bring two loaves of bread for a wave offering. They must be made from two-tenths of an ephah, a fine wheat flour, baked with yeast as first fruits to the Lord. Along with the loaves of bread, you must also present seven flawless yearling lambs and one young bull and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord, along with their grain offering and drink offerings, a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two yearling lambs for a peace offering sacrifice. And the priest is to wave the two lambs along with the bread of the first fruits as a wave offering before the Lord. They will be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this very day, you must proclaim an assembly. It is to be a holy assembly for you. You must not do any regular work. This is a perpetual statute in all the places where you live throughout your generations. When you gather in the harvest of your land, you must not completely harvest the corner of your field, and you must not gather up the gleanings of your harvest. You must leave them for the poor and the resident foreigner. I am the Lord your God. The Feast of Horn Blasts The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you must have a complete rest, a memorial announced by loud horn blasts, a holy assembly. You must not do any regular work, but you must present a gift to the Lord. The Day of Atonement The Lord spoke to Moses, The tenth day of this seventh month is the Day of Atonement. It is to be a holy assembly for you, and you must humble yourselves and present a gift to the Lord. You must not do any work on this particular day, because it is a day of atonement to make atonement for yourselves before the Lord your God. Indeed, any person who does not behave with humility on this particular day will be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this particular day, I will exterminate that person from the midst of his people. You must not do any work. This is a perpetual statute through your generations in all the places where you live. It is a Sabbath of complete rest for you, and you must humble yourselves on the ninth day of the month in the evening. From evening until evening, you must observe your Sabbath. The Feast of Temporary Shelters the Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites on the fifteenth day of the seventh month is the feast of shelters for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy assembly. You must do no regular work. For seven days you must present a gift to the Lord. On the eighth day there is to be a holy assembly for you, and you must present a gift to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly day. You must not do any regular work. 
These are the appointed times of the Lord that you must proclaim as holy assemblies to present a gift to the Lord, burnt offering, grain offering, sacrifice, and drink offerings, each day according to its regulation. Besides, the Sabbaths of the Lord and all your gifts, votive offerings, and free will offerings which you must give to the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you gather in the produce of the land, you must celebrate a pilgrim festival of the Lord for seven days. On the first day is a complete rest, and on the eighth day is complete rest. On the first day, you must take for yourselves branches from majestic trees, palm branches, branches of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you must rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You must celebrate it as a pilgrim festival to the Lord for seven days in the year. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You must celebrate it in the seventh month. You must live in temporary shelters for seven days. Every native citizen in Israel must live in shelters, so that your future generations may know that I made the Israelites live in shelters when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses spoke to the Israelites about the appointed times of the Lord. New Testament reading, Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 through Galatians chapter 5 through verse 15. Galatians chapter 4, verse 8. Heirs of promise are not to return to law. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to beings that by nature are not gods at all. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless basic forces? Do you want to be enslaved to them all over again? You are observing religious days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that my work for you may have been in vain. I beg you, brothers and sisters, become like me because I have become like you. You have done me no wrong. Personal Appeal of Paul But you know it was because of a physical illness that I first proclaimed the gospel to you. And though my physical condition put you to the test, you did not despise or reject me. Instead, you welcomed me as though I were an angel of God, as though I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your sense of happiness now? For I testify about you that if it were possible, you would have pulled out your eyes and given them to me. So then, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? They court you eagerly, but for no good purpose. They want to exclude you so that you would seek them eagerly. However, it is good to be sought eagerly for a good purpose at all times. And not only when I am present with you, my children, I am again undergoing birth pains until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be with you now and change my tone of voice because I am perplexed about you. An appeal from allegory. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, do you not understand the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. But one, the son by the slave woman, was born by natural descent, while the other, the son by the free woman, was born through the promise. These things may be treated as an allegory, for these women represent two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai bearing children for slavery. This is Hagar. Now Hagar represents Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren woman who does not bear children. Break forth and shout, you who have no birth pains, because the children of the desolate woman are more numerous 
than those of the woman who has a husband. But you, brothers and sisters, are children of the promise like Isaac. But just as at that time, the one born by natural descent persecuted the one born according to the Spirit, so it is now. But what does the Scripture say? Throw out the slave woman and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Galatians chapter 5 through verse 15. Freedom of the Believer For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Listen, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you at all. And I testify again to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be declared righteous by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait expectantly for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision carries any weight. The only thing that matters is faith working through love. You were running well. Who prevented you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast makes the whole batch of dough rise. I am confident in the Lord that you will accept no other view, but the one who is confusing you will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Now, brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those agitators would go so far as to castrate themselves. Practice love. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity to indulge your flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law can be summed up in a single commandment, namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. However, if you continually bite and devour one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Ooh, God of heaven, our lawgiver. Thank you for the ways that your law illuminates our own proclivity and propensity to be lawbreakers, O oh Lord God, and really our inability, O oh God, to keep the letter of the law. We just simply cannot do it in our own strength, O oh God. We can't even keep our vows to ourselves, O oh Lord God. That's how inconsistent we can be, O oh God. But I thank you. I thank you for the faith that came through grace, O oh Lord God. Thank you, my God. Would you help us to keep the faith that works itself out through love, O oh God? There are difficult things in your law, in your word, O oh Lord God. From the time of impurity, O oh Lord God, being longer if the woman gave birth to a daughter versus a woman gave birth to a son, O oh God. Even the passages, O oh God, even here, uh, although it's Paul's allegory about Hagar and using the examples, O oh God, of being under the covenant of law and, and the covenant of grace. God, thank you. But I thank you, O oh God, for your word. That even in the Old Testament, you have provisions, O oh God, that you actually forbade the Israelites, O oh God, from gathering the harvest, O oh Lord God, from the entire field, O oh God, and that you commanded them to leave that there, O oh God, for foreigners to come and glean and eat, O oh Lord God. So I thank you, O oh Lord God, that that also points to your own covenant um, promises being for Gentiles, O oh Lord God, and being, O oh God, for those that were not originally a part of your community, God. 
I thank you, O oh God, that I'm in the number, O oh God, of those who have been engrafted in. I'm grateful, God, and I thank you. Lord, would you help us that when we have when we encounter difficult passages and hard things, oh Lord, would you give us the humility to pray and ask that the Spirit would illumine these things, that you would give us rest in our spirits, oh Lord God, that you would help us to search these things out, oh Lord God, but exercise a posture of humility, knowing, oh God, that we see through a glass dimly, that we are not going to understand every jot and tittle of your word, oh God. But we know, O oh Lord God, that you are the all-wise God. We know that your, your uh, thoughts are much higher than ours, O oh Lord God, and your ways are much higher than ours. So would you help us to rest, O oh Lord God, and trust, O oh God, knowing that you are the sovereign and wise God and that we, O oh God, can trust your character, O oh Lord God, when it seems to us that things don't seem to make sense to us, O oh God, in your word. Would you give us wisdom? Would you give us humility? Would you give us the grace, O God? Would you strengthen our faith, O Lord God, in this present evil age, O God? I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. From Marlena Graves, formation and justice always intertwine on the path to a balanced life of both action and contemplation. In the pages of her book, The Way Up is Down, Marlena describes the process of emptying herself that allows her to move upward toward God and become the true self that God calls her to. Drawing on the rich traditions of Eastern and Western Christian saints, she shares stories and insights that have enlivened her transformation. If you long for more of God, The Way Up is Down offers a time-honored path to a deeper life. Learn to become yourself by forgetting yourself. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, let